Hello, you're listening to the Community Sport Podcast on Rick Radio. I'm Mick Hanley. Well, join me uh, today is uh, David Nolan, Secretary of St. Patrick's CY Football Club. Uh, David, you're very welcome to the programme and thanks a lot for coming in to uh, talk with us. Thanks for having me in. Um, just, I suppose, initially, can you just give us a, a, a brief uh, outline of, of how St. Pat's uh, CY came about, the foundation of the, the club here in Ringsend? Yeah, I certainly can. Um, I'm not a ringsender myself, but I've um, learned a lot about the club's history over the years, um, being involved with the club. So I know the club were born out of the CYMS, which is now the CYWMS on uh, on Irishan Road. Um, and the club was, was formed in 1936 and was, for, was involved with the CYMS, I believe, until the early 80s when the football club then broke away. So the, the club's name was St. Patrick's CYMS up until that period and the change to St. Patrick's CYFC. Um, so that's that's how it came about and the club had huge success um, during those early years in, in all the various different amateur divisions in, in Dublin. Um, and when they broke away from the, the CYMS itself, they then moved to the Athletic Union League where they continued to have board success. And then in more recent times, um, over the past 20 years I've been involved with being in the Leicester Senior League so we celebrated our 75th in 2011 remember we had a big um, party for that big um, gala event and we're now into our 86th year um, last year would have been 85 years so a lot of um, club has been around a long time it's, it's the longest serving club in the community um, they've been lucky enough to, been able, to have been able to continue on without ever having to stop um, their operations for, for any reason so and that's a, a great um, thing to be able to say and uh, I'm just you know I'm, I'm here myself to keep that going over the coming years Brilliant brilliant because obviously 86 years it's a, it is a long time and uh, during that period you, you need plenty of people not just footballers uh, you also need people uh, yeah. in the background yeah. and I, I, it looks like you have good committees and all we do, that yeah. we just just today on, on the, I put up on our social media we added two new members to our committee and um, so we're constantly evolving and growing the committee we've always had for as long as I've been involved and I joined in 2002 always around 10 people in the committee and um, the club has grown now since we've about about 18 and 19 members now but we also have to keep freshening that up because people get older and they have to step away because they, you know, they can't do the physical work anymore or they don't have the time so it's important to keep that number ticking over and there's always people there available to help there's so many things that have to be done I mean there's, apart from the, the work that I would do as secretary where it's registering players and communicating with the various leagues communicating with referees and, and other, other opposition teams you've got a chairman who does his own work um, around you know gathering in sponsorship you've got a treasurer who's looking after trying to pull in you know funding and looking after the, 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 the club's money and making sure we're constantly in the black and then you've got you need you know other people who are effectively like foot soldiers who do all the you know getting the gear out onto the pitch for training um, you know washing the bibs uh, washing the getting the gear washed there's, there's tons of different things that have to happen behind the scenes to make things happen on the pitch and we work really hard in the background to, to give the players the opportunity to be successful on the pitch Absolutely I suppose volunteers is the big yeah, thing and yeah. uh, I suppose in, in the current day and present day people are leading more and more busy lives and it's sometimes difficult to get people yeah. to, to and volunteer and put a bit of time into it It is and I've, we've found it particularly challenging since we came back from the um, from uh, you know from the, from the closure during the pandemic and um, 
because people were away for so long, um, it was hard to get back into it again. And we, I think for the first time I, I, that I can recall, and it was also it's the fact that we've expanded as a club and we've got more teams now, we have found ourselves, you know, nearly having to do a roster almost to ensure that we had a certain amount of people down at training sessions, certain amount of people available for certain matches, particularly away matches when you have to drive and you just need more resources to get there and, and, and to get set up. So it's it's constantly a challenge and we have various WhatsApp groups, you know, within the club, within the committee, organising all this all the time. So you're in work, you're doing your, your, your you know, you're earning your living, but you're also responding to messages on a regular basis. Well, I'll be there tonight or I can't make tours there or whatever the case may be. And it's just things like the lotto that runs on the Tuesday night. We need bodies there for that to make sure that runs smoothly and we can check all the numbers and, and do yeah. it correctly. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that from the outside looking in, you probably probably wouldn't, you know, realise, you know. Yeah, yeah. Before we come to your new clubhouse uh, as well, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the, the new additions you have because you've brought in a lady section into the club quite yeah. recently as well. And I'm sure that's brilliant as well, but it's also added to the workload. It has, yeah. Well, it's it's added to the workload, but in fairness, we, we've managed to bring in a um, for women to, to come on the committee to help with the lady section. So they, they sort of run that. Sorry, three women and one... Um, one uh, male, um, Matt, Matt won't appreciate that too much, but uh, um, so yeah, it's it's we, we've we've got more going on. We've actually at the moment we've got five teams. We've also the the over thirty fives, which was a coming together between ourselves and Orishtown FC. Rather than we, we kind of realised, and I know you're going to come to the clubhouse now in a second, but we realised with such a big facility, we'd need more members to to, to effectively to, to to run it. And um, more members means more income, and we needed that and. The ladies uh, section was part of the, the the kind of the 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 proposal that we made to the the community gains fund was to set up a ladies team. There was a gap there in the market. In mm, this area. Yeah. Um. We saw that. We thought this is an opportunity. And then equally too, rather than starting our own twenty fives and stepping on the toes of Irishtown, who've been around for a long time and know what they're doing, we approached Irishtown and thought, well, let's let's you know bang our heads together here, and build something a strong twenty five section rather than two diluted 35s teams in the area let's have one strong 35s and you can see that you know at the moment they're, they're winning the league and possibly they have a good chance of going on to win it so you can see the you know the impact of that as well so um, mm. but yeah just to go back to your original question we, we've grown the club and um, we had six teams last year the under 20s are now part of our senior setup in the Leinster Senior League so we're down to five but we've the two men's teams in the Leinster Senior League they're about to begin this weekend the ladies have been running during the summer. Two ladies teams. The B team just won the league during the night. And the A team are in the cup final. They're in the cup semi-final next week. And they've an outside chance of winning their league. So they're going for a treble. And then, as I said, the 35s are doing very well as well. So they, those three teams will finish up now in September. Because uh, they play a summer season. And then we'll sort of... Our focus will then turn to the Leicester Senior League sides. And they, they play a winter season. So fantastic indeed and and no problem getting players I'd say the ladies section it, it seems to be growing and growing you know yeah, tell you, uh, when, in, in the way it started out um, we when, when we decided we were doing this at the back end of t- well we, we, we really decided you know back in 2017 that we were doing this because it was part of the proposal that we made for the funding but when we actually got the, the ball rolling in late 2019 just as the, be- the building work began on, on the clubhouse um. We were quite nervous about it. We didn't know what way it was going to go. Um, there hadn't been a ladies' team in Rings End. I think the last ladies' team that had been formed were Mark of Celtic had a ladies' team, I think, for a season or two, about 15 or 20 years ago. 
and there'd been nothing since then. So we had no idea what way it was going to go. We we tried to rec- you know um, group together a, a, you know local ladies that we knew had been involved in football previously. Mm-hmm. Rachel McGuinness, Emma Caulfield, um, and they you know in fairness they came on board and they helped us. And then we were looking for a manager. Uh, we advertised. We weren't getting a whole lot of responses back for whatever reason. Um, we had it out there on social media. So. I seen a um a tweet somebody had tagged um Olivia O'Toole in one of the, the tweets um so I reached out to Olivia straight away I seen that she liked the tweet or she she responded in some way not knowing you know if Olivia would be interested in getting involved but I, I reached out to her and met her with myself and, and another member of the committee Wayne Bourne met her and she she you know reacted positively and we brought her in then and. In fairness, even though we ended up parting company later in the year, and you know things, it wasn't nice. Um, her, the impact that she had, her name because she was the you know the, the most capped Irish ladies, yeah, yeah, goal scorer, did help to attract players in initially. I think the very first training session, he had nine or ten players, and then it grew from there. And then we, had, unfortunately, the pandemic hit then in March. It all stopped dead for three or four months. We got back to it then, in, in whenever it was June or July. Got, got it going, a partial season was played and then um, really really all then kicked off then the following year in 2021 when we had a proper sort of, it, it, you would say a proper season that started from May once football was allowed to return and you know we had a really successful season but what happened was when we came back in 2021 we, because we had done so much social media stuff and, and we really pushed it we had more new players come in maybe higher calibre players which meant that the original group of players that, that were with us were starting to find themselves you know out of favour and maybe mm. weren't going to necessarily play as much so we thought well we can't abandon these girls we have to do something for them so that's why we created a B team then so it meant that we had football for you know we had we were, we were had 40 players and we couldn't have a situation where 40 players were all trying to play in the one team the one team yeah so yeah. We, we, we had a, we, we set up a B team which has turned out to be you know very successful for us as well so it's grown beyond anything that we we expected initially we were, we, we were worried about Keeping it going, getting it going in the first place, keeping it going, and now it's it's sort of it's running itself. You know, it, I, I don't have too much involvement. I help out a little bit with some of the admin work in the background, but um, the girls that are running the Emma, you know, Rachel's the manager, Anton Holmes is involved in managing, Thomas Gregg is the manager of the B team, so, so Emma's the secretary, of the ladies, and we've got um, Johnny in the background, um, and a couple of other people that are there. Sorry, I'm just names are escaping me at the moment. Who've um, you know who've been involved in running the site, running the whole thing. So, in fairness, it runs itself, and and it's it's um, running very smoothly for us. So it's been great. Fantastic indeed. I suppose COVID obviously a big problem for everybody, uh, as you mentioned there. And while COVID was on, was that was the building of the clubhouse taking place? Or yeah, the, well the way, yeah. The, so I'd say there was about a, a twelve month delay in. We were supposed to have the keys in May twenty twenty. That was the original plan, um, and the reason for that is because the. You know, the Euros were meant to be held here in Dublin in, in June 2020, June, July 2020, and they wanted to use Show Stadium as a staging area for all the volunteers. So they wanted our clubhouse to be completed and tidied up and, you know, didn't, didn't want to look like a building site. So that was the, the original plan. Then everything stopped, as, as, you, as you know, in, in March, April mm. 2020, and it never really got going again till, till the autumn of that year. So we got the keys, I think, around June 21. Um, so pretty much a year later than we, we expected to get the case handed over to us um, but we still couldn't really use it to its full potential at that stage we were still um, I suppose frowned upon to, to have too many people in an indoor set at the same yeah, time yeah. so we sort of 
we, we used it very sparingly up for a couple of months until it became kind of okay to use it to its full potential. So it's great now we're we're, we're using it to its full potential. We've got four dressing rooms, got a, we've got a you know a, a community a committee room which is like a, a players lounge with a pool table, table tennis and TV and that's used for like pre-match analysis and things like that. Um, we've got a, a I mentioned already the four dressing rooms. We've got a huge storage area. We've got a physio room, kitchen, everything you could possibly want to to function. Um, at the level that we we want to function at, and um, it's great when you welcome other clubs down, and they kind of, the, 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 you know, we had Bangor down on, on Sunday in a friendly, and the first time they had been down, where it's now one of the top sides in the Leicester Senior League, and they were you know all at the facility. So, mm. what we're hoping is that as the next couple of seasons go on, and players are coming down to Ringgen to play against us, they'll see the facilities and they'll go, and we fancy coming down to this, you know. So, we we are actually seeing the impact of that already. We are seeing players come to. I, I get regular um, uh, notifications through our social media f- from players looking to contact the manager and things like that, which is something we never mm. really seen before. So it's definitely having an impact for both the ladies and, and the men, and also even the thirty fives. It's the same thing happens. We we tend to get you know a lot of contact through social media. No, no, uh, getting changed into cars anymore by the side no, of the road. No. Well, we have <laughs> fairness. Like Orishan Stadium was was. You know, when that was redeveloped in 2004, mm. it's a fantastic facility and the dressing rooms that are there for the community are great dressing rooms. But we always wanted our own space, um, any club would. And we were, you know, for years we were trying to think of ways we could, we could try to manage that. And this opportunity came about, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in more detail now. And we haven't looked back since. Yeah, yeah. Do you play all your games in Irish Town Stadium yeah. or, or do you use other parks as well, other pitches? We play, so our senior men, our LSL men play on the Astro. So they play Friday nights for the city in the senior one division and their Saturday side play Saturday afternoon. At the moment, we have an agreement with Irish Town Stadium that the ladies in the 25 play in, in, in Irish Town Stadium itself on the pitch because it's a summer season and the pitch has been, needs sort of a, a number of years of constant repair to bring it up to the standard that it needs to be at so the agreement was that we would use it sort of from March through to um, September October and then let it rest during the winter yeah so um, that's so that's so so we're using um, the the Astro the infield in Irish Home Stadium and we also have a Paramount pitch number two as an overflow and mostly the ladies B team would use that on a Sunday morning so we're only actually using one pitch in the park and then we're using the, the other facilities which are the Astro is quite costly um, you know there's, there's, there's a lot of a uh, uh, resources go into paying for that every year, but it's it's a it's a very good resource because during the winter time you couldn't train without without an all weather, you know. So mm-hmm. it's um yeah we're very happy with the facilities that we have available. Yeah. and of course uh, for the grounds as well, you you went in with Crusaders. It was a joint, yeah. uh, and I was actually down in their facility, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And the just track, to, yeah. to hold the running yeah. track up above, and, and they they had smoking me and said that your your own layout was different because you needed more for dressing rooms and yeah. different yeah. things as well, you know, but. Uh, obviously going for that uh, grant that time and getting the grant kind of thing had to be a big boost for oh, it was huge uh, um, I think it was early 2017 if I remember correctly um, Patrick Healy our treasurer and, and Derek Bowden our chairman they, they were the two kind of guys that kind of ran with this and um, Peter Dowling who was one of our committee members also helped helped. I wasn't that, that involved in the process I got involved a bit later on but um, we initially made a move for our own clubhouse and we kind of we suggested uh, areas around the car park area where we could build it and we weren't looking for anything extravagant just 
couple of dressing rooms, you know, mm. the storage area, maybe a small committee room, nothing, nothing too, um, too fancy. And obviously we didn't know this, but Crusaders has also made a, a separate proposal. Um, and this is all through the community gains fund. There was a, there was a, a you know, money there available for local clubs to, to um, and other communities that are here has also gained from it in the past. Yeah. And the committee kind of, they rejected our proposal and they rejected um, Crusaders proposal, but what they t- said was come back to us with a joint proposal. So that's what we did. We got together and we, um, we put the joint proposal together and we ended up coming out with something far bigger and better than we ever thought we could get. Mm. Um, equally too, we were surprised that um, Dublin City Council were open to us actually building it on the grounds of Irishtown Stadium. Mm. So it, it became an extension of the, the original Irishtown Stadium building. And um, yeah, what we have now is far bigger than we, we ever expected. And um, we, we had the whole downstairs and Crusaders have all the upstairs. They have to see themselves, they have the long 40 metre track and that's all they wanted. Yeah. The initial grant was, I think it was 1.6 million was, was was given towards the project. And about 70% of that was kind of for the downstairs area, which would needed all the fit now, as you mentioned already, for the dressing rooms and various things. And what Crusaders were looking for was a just a large cavity that they could put a track in themselves and did a bit of a gym up there as well so both clubs got what they wanted out of it um, yeah. and how the ladies part of it came along was that we we had said that we would you know start the ladies team but we would we would have two dressing rooms that are ladies that are dedicated to ladies football mm. so they're they're fitted out slightly differently they've got ladies toilets and, and, and that type of thing so and they're kept for the ladies we very rarely use them yeah. For, yeah. for a men's match unless we have a, a bit of an overflow and so they have their own space they they they, they keep their own gear in there you know they, they, there's a certain level of ownership and nobody else goes in and takes their stuff or interferes with their stuff and you know I think that's that's a good thing as well so yeah it's it, it was just a an opportunity that we just dived all over at the time and you have to say uh, you know Padder as he's known uh, Patrick Healy and, and uh, Derek and Derek is known as Charlie around, around the area um, the work they did and the uh, the graphing they did over about a two year period to get to the point where it was uh, not so much that we but the money was granted to us at the back end of t- 2017 mm. but it was to get from that point to architects drones all that sort of stuff the, the mm. two years of to and fro um, having the I mean as you know an architect will always you know, use his, create, his own creative uh, flair and he went a bit mad on the, on the design and it went over budget and we had to go back to, to Cavanta and ask them for more money and it ended up, I think, going a few hundred thousand over the original price but they were happy to invest in it because, you know, as you've seen to, yourself... To see how good it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what it's allowed us to do as well is since then we've actually hosted two cup finals in Irishtown Stadium Um for the, the ladies league um, we're also ho- we're going to host another one now in a couple of weeks time so it's allowed us to do things that we could never have even considered before you know because mm-hmm. we have those facilities those dressing room facilities and it's considered you know at a certain I suppose the, the facilities are considered good enough to host those type of events and we're looking at possibly uh, in the future um, you know hosting cup finals for, for you know two of the larger men's leagues and things like that so yeah it's it's all looking good. All yes, looking all good. good yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the course there with the ladies coming aboard the two teams and they're doing very well. Plus your 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 senior team and the Lancer senior league as well. What what are the future plans? Is there future plans for expanding again to to more teams or well what way do you see in it? In the ladies league, so in the Lancer senior league, and we always have to be very careful that we don't um, allow ourselves to get 
too drawn into one side or the other because we we obviously we started out as a as a men's club and tra- tradition has always been that we've got to make sure we keep that tradition up and and but ensure that at the same time we're also giving the ladies and the over thirty fives and the focus that it needs. Um, there's probably not much room for for growth in, in, as regards to like we had an under twenties last year, and um, we we plan to have youth teams over the, the coming years as we have a very strong relationship with Cambridge boys sorry Cambridge FC um, and the idea is that their boys and girls teams as they get older and come to their late teens will come into um, I suppose your senior teams. Teams. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. Can, we can have an under 19s or an under 20s yeah. and equally too the, the ladies could have an under 19s or they could come into their B team or possibly we could even have an end up with a C team if we have the numbers I know other clubs in the, the Eastern Women's Football League have and one other club anyway that has an A, B and a C team so we're willing to cater for whatever you know numbers are there we have enough room to do that in terms of the, the size of the clubhouse um, it's a bit it's a bit jam packed in the park for permits to get an additional slot on, on the pitches but um, I suppose you'd walk through that one if it came to be but in terms of expanding beyond where we're at now I think we're probably well, we're we're offering football to all the adult demographics, um, with youth under under twenties, under nineteens. Not this season, but you know, future season that we did mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. We've got the men's, the women's, and then we've got the over twenty five. Over The yeah, only thing yeah. missing actually is women's over twenty fives, which I know the league are looking at doing in the future. This just probably isn't the numbers there for at the moment, but um, but yeah, we're we're open to whatever and. We don't want to interfere with what Cambridge are doing. They're the school. They're the school boys, school girl club. We're the adult adult club. We let them do their thing. We do our thing, but we have a sort of a, a kind of an agreement that mm. you know players if they want to can progress into adult football. Yes, yeah. you know, and stay in the area kind of thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. And for for numbers, you're you're still open. Our our, our new members welcome. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've probably about we've over a hundred players now, which is great. And as I mentioned earlier, that was part of the reason why we made the approach to the 35s to Orishown FC because we thought what's the point in starting our own 35s and, and, and diluting the, the strength of the local 35s teams rather than maybe asking them to come in and come on board we have over 100 players we are always looking for new committee members and in particular at the moment the ladies are probably two or three people short in terms of sometimes they have two games in the one night and they're trying to split four committee members yeah. between the two matches and they're not always all available for work reasons and things like that so if anybody is, is you know is interested in coming down just give us a show we always say like well, from the outside looking in you might think any club not just our club is a bit of a closed shop and it's or it's a click or whatever it's not like that at all we, if, if anybody wants to come down and get involved and as I said we mentioned we, we announced earlier that we have two new people coming on board um, they're more than welcome and the more help we can get the better and um, it's we want to be just part of the community we want to, we want to just be an extension of what is a great community anyway um, and we've we've offered the clubhouse out to local community groups for meetings and coffee mornings and things like that the Christmas fair last year they used the clubhouse for you know store and stuff and, yeah. and, and even for the festival of football that we did we've done during the summer and last summer as well in conjunction with Cambridge you know we're both kind of using our joint facilities to, to make sure these things these great events can happen so it's not a closed shop by any means. Anybody who wants to get involved, just give us a shout. And where, where, where saying give us a shout? Is it an email to send or a phone? Yeah, well, or our email is, is St. Patsy Y at Gmail. Sorry, St. Patsy Y 
Saint Patsy with Gmail dot com. Anyway, it's on our it's on our face uh, our social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. So you can contact us through a DM there, or any one of the committee members who are always floating around the area. Um, like most people in the area will know our committee people. And yeah. If 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 they have a spare few hours a week and they want to get involved in, in something on a voluntary basis. Just give us a show. We're more than happy to welcome as many people in as possible. Of course, nothing better as well to go to a match and stand on yeah, the side, on, especially the good weather. It's great, and the, the summertime is fantastic. Watching the, the football, I really enjoy it because, it, like you say, it's 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 different to when you're, you know, we, we'll have matches now in the middle of January with the, with the senior lads, and you, you'll you'll have three or four layers on you, and it's not yeah, as, yeah. it's not as comfortable. But um, no, I think in I believe um, we all have stressful lives. You know, we all work really hard. Um, I think it's great to have an outlet like that and something to look forward to. Whether you're just going down to training and you're there for two hours to, to help out with bits and pieces, most of the time you're just yapping and having a cup of tea. But you're there and you're interacting with other people, get you out of the house. Um, and yeah, it's just great to be involved. And what you get out of it, the reward is Monday night, the girl, the B team won the league. They had a great night out with the Irish House celebrating, and that's the reward for them. And um, for us as committee people, the reward is just seeing them do well. Mm. And, you know, having gatherings ourselves, you know, at the end of the season or at Christmas time and, you know, enjoying the, the success. And sometimes success is not necessarily winning trophies or winning leagues. It's sometimes it's just participation, it's just participation, <laughs> and keeping it going. Because we always say we're only minding the house. Um, we're not like there's committee members that have gone before us, you know, for the last eighty odd years, who were minding the house, and we're doing the same. And other people will come in the future and and mind the house. So we just want to keep it going and keep the club's legacy going and and grow it um, as much as possible to make sure it's strong and it's it, it survives. Well, congratulations, uh, David, uh, on 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 St Pat's uh, CY, and uh, of course you'll have your hundredth anniversary probably yeah, coming yeah. up in not the, the, in yeah, the distant future. Away, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. yeah. be a bit older. Um, <laughs> I, I actually mentioned it in a in a, in a joke and a, f- a few months ago, and some of the lads were like well, we won't be around to see that, you know, which is a bit sad yeah. if that's the case. But look, it, it is like I say, it's that would be a fantastic event. So I hope we're all still here in good health. Um, and uh, to to and we'll certainly do something for that. But yeah, I think to hit a hundred years will be an achievement in itself. Not many clubs do it, um, and uh, we'll just keep going. And hopefully, in fourteen years' time, we're as strong as we are now, and, and maybe stronger. That's all from community sport for this week. My thanks to Dylan on sound and editing. We'll be back next week with more community sport. From me, McHanley. Take care and have a good week. Yeah.